from trying to be the most interesting person in the room to being the most interested person in the room. Relationships matter. This is just one of the many perspective shifts offered by my friend, Justin Shank. Join me and Justin for an enlightening conversation on what it actually takes to build relationships and movements that matter. In this episode of Potent Truth, you'll learn the importance of leading by giving, the difference between a me versus you mindset and a community mindset, the five types of people you need to surround yourself with and the roles that they play, why you need to surround yourself with people who will go to battle for you, especially during these times, and the importance of doing things for the right reasons. Justin Shank is an entrepreneur, speaker, and the host of the top-rated podcast, Growth Now Movement. He has been named a top eight podcaster to follow by Inc. Magazine, featured in Thrive Global, and chosen as an icon of influence in the new media space. Justin's podcast has grown to become a podcast that is currently getting played in over 100 countries every single week, and he has gone on to help countless people grow their brands and business through podcasting. He is also the host and creator of one of the go-to events for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers, Growth Now Summit Live. Join me and Justin and an epic line of speakers at Growth Now Summit Live, May 20th to 26th. 2nd, 2022 in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Grab your tickets at growthnowsummit.com. And if you dig our conversation, please do share this episode with a friend and drop a rating and review on iTunes. If you want to connect with me on social media, just find me at I am Ruby. And you can also connect with Justin at Justin T. Shank. These links and more will be in the show notes. You can also text hashtag potent truth to 1781-336-0160 to start receiving weekly potent truths directly to your phone. And of course, as always, don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Potent Leadership. It's available on Amazon and Audible. Just head to potentleadership.com. Now it is time to learn how to build relationships and movements that matter with my dear friend, Justin Shank. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. 
Hey leaders, welcome back to another episode of Potent Truth. And today I have a returning guest. And as you know, if I have a returning guest, that means that this guest is pretty fucking special. So without teasing you for too long, let me welcome to the virtual stage, Justin Shank. Justin, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Yeah, Ruby, thank you so much. I mean, you've been on my show twice and same to you, right? Like anybody who comes on more than once, uh, it means there's somebody special. So I feel honored to be in that company. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. So to our listeners, um, if you ha- didn't catch his first episode on Potent Truth, I think back then it was today's thought leader, uh, go check out episode 203. Um, titled Focus on the People, Not the Numbers. And that should tell you a little something about where we're going to go today. So today is an extension of that episode, and we're going to really dive into the importance of community, especially during these weird, crazy times. Um, I will say, out of all the people I've met in this career, Justin, you are someone who really takes relationship building to the next level. Like I've never felt like just another podcast guest to you. It was like, we recorded at the first episode and I felt like we were friends and I love that. And I know that your entire podcast and, and, and movement has been grown in this way. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit of a background of how the growth now movement really began and what you've been doing to keep it going. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a crazy story and and a lot of what you're talking about as far as building the relationships I've been able to build and uh at first it was very unintentional. It was very much um just who I was and bringing myself to the table and I think that's the part people miss. I think we're always trying to play a role, right? We always try and think that we need to be somebody special for somebody that we're trying to impress or somebody we're trying to get into their space. Uh, and that's just not the truth. As a matter of fact, my whole entire life, I was trying to be somebody else. Uh, and part of me starting the Growth Now movement was really the beginning of that realization. And so I realized my whole entire life, I was chasing what society said I should chase, right? The money, the quote unquote success of entrepreneurship, the girls, the house, the car, whatever. Um, and I go, in my mind, I was like, once I get there, once I get all these things, finally, I'm going to be happy. And what ended up happening was six months before I launched the show, my mom passed away. She lost 20 about our opioids. And I know back when I was on the show, we talked a little bit about that. But a lot of my realization after that was life has nothing to do with that. Life has everything to do with being in the moment and being fulfilled with how life is now, even if it feels like you're in your rock bottom moment. And so what ended up happening in the biggest switch in my life was I went from trying to be the most interesting person in the room uh, to being the most interested person in the room. Uh, and truly caring about individuals and why they are the way they are and really kind of picking their brain and trying to figure out what are the nuances that have made them them. Uh, and I don't just mean the successful people I've had on the show. I don't, you know, this is literally everybody. Every conversation I have is really about why are you the way that you are? And uh, it, it became very instinctual. A lot of times now, which is, you know, on the more spiritual woo-woo side, I can usually tell before they even open their mouth, you know, why they are the way they are. But but that was me allowing myself to be open to that type of thing. Um, and so really, that's how this movement began. This movement began by me being really interested because I was broken. Uh, and so I always say the first probably two years of my podcast, which I've been podcasting for about six years now, uh, the first two years were for me. 
those conversations were for me. And you'll actually see if you go back, I don't recommend it. They weren't great. But if you go back and like listen to those episodes, you'll see I have like blocks of episodes where I sit down and I'll talk to a relationship expert, or then I'll talk to health experts, and then I'll talk to business experts. And these were, that's what I needed at that moment, right? Like I was failing in those things. Uh, And so uh, it was really the first two years were for me. And with that and being truly vulnerable and open, uh, an audience began to grow. And it was this weird thing of people showing up and reaching out and telling me how great they thought my podcast was and how much it helped them. Uh, and then since then, you know, uh, it's really about my audience and trying to figure out what they need. Uh, and even more importantly, uh, it's about my guest and what do they need and what do they bring to the table to inspire? Uh, because everybody has the opportunity to inspire the world. And so if I can help that a little bit, that's kind of my role now. Mm, yeah. That, and that's such a perspective shift. Uh, that is really refreshing to hear in the world of entrepreneurship because the world of entrepreneurship feels like one giant shark tank and everyone's out to get their needs met and make it to the top. And they're willing to sacrifice relationship building to do that. So it's really refreshing that you take this really genuine approach. You have a genuine interest, which is very different than someone who's just interested for an end goal, right? There's a, there is a difference. Um, and I think that this is also as we enter this new chapter of humanity, which is unraveling every day, you know, the old ways of connecting with one another, of doing business, of building our businesses, that facade, that front is, is slowly crumbling. And we're starting to really see who the people are that genuinely care. And we're the ones that will create longevity. And so when it comes to community, when it comes to nurturing this community to create an actual movement, how do you see things shifting as we move forward into this whatever these times are. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And, and, you know, I think I'm even in a sense trying to navigate it, right? I think we all are because it's, it's brand new to all of us. I mean, I had a conversation with my 92-year-old grandmother who said, this is the craziest I've ever seen in the world. And that woman's been around for almost a century, right? Yeah. She's seen it all, you know, world wars and so on and so forth. And, and she said, this is the craziest I've ever seen in the world. And, but, but I'll say this. Uh, making sure that you have the right community is the game changer for everything in your life. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. I don't know how people are going to make money in the future. I don't know what kind of control is going to be brought on to us as a people. But if you're surrounded by the right people and you're able to forge forward together, uh, not trying to hurt one another to gain for yourself, but to really help the, the community, to help the tribe, so to say, um, that's how we're all going to win now. Uh, and this is something that I've been building, not knowing there was going to be a pandemic that shut down the world and so on and so forth. Um, but this is how I've been operating my whole life. Most things I do are in partnership. Most things that I've been able to build are really began with support saying, hey, let me know how I can support you. Uh, and if I, I can tell anybody what's the greatest tool to build the community that you need, it's by leading by giving. Uh, and finding out what are your tools, what are the things that you can bring to the table for every individual you come in contact with, whether that's a gift that you have or an introduction that you can make, or even just being an ear to listen when somebody needs to listen. Um, that's really the beginning of surrounding yourself with those individuals that are going to 
when the shit hits the fan and starts to fall apart even more, um, those are the people that are going to be there for you to say, hey, let's do this together. Um, because that's what's happening right now, right? We, as we talk about the world and what's happening, we're talking about the elite versus us. And I think the part that people are missing uh, is that it's not the right versus the left. It's not the vax versus the unvax. It's not the whatever. Um, this is them versus us. And until we fully accept that, um, we're never going to take back what we called our freedom. Uh, we're never going to get back to normal. And so if we're able to do it in, in our communities, that's the I think that's the first step to really finding our, our new freedom, to finding the new things that we need. And I think long-term, if I were to put a glass ball in front of me, a crystal ball, uh, I think we're going to end up better than we were in the beginning. It's just about people waking up and really, again, going back into the community mindset versus the me versus you mindset. And that's and that's how growth happens, right? Like that's how my business has grown over the last six years. I've never made a cold call. I've never done any of those things. It's all been through referral base, but it all began with that simple sentence of, if there's anything I can do to support you, please let me know. Uh, and that's where everything began for me. Uh, and then as I realized how the pieces were falling into place, I got really specific with who those people were uh, and even strategic in a way to say, hey, who who do I look at as a potential ally in my life? Um, and I've been able to connect with them using the podcast as a tool. You know, people like Gabby Bernstein, who I can text on any given day or, you know, Fabio Viviani and these people that I've gotten really strategic with um, to say, hey, these are the people that I'd be willing to go to battle with. Uh, and those are the individuals that I've been able to, you know, strategically build community with. Mm. I love that you say go to battle with, um, because there is, there's like the, we can build community on a very shallow egoic kind of level. And then we have the community that is going to go to battle with us, the community that has our back when shit hits the fan. And that's really different. And I think for a really long time in the entrepreneurial space, it's been, uh, all about the, what can you do for me versus like, how can we rise together? And I love that you also said you brought up the me versus you mindset versus the community mindset, because I really do see things shifting in, in leadership and in entrepreneurial space where the, the saying that I've been saying for years, we rise together or together we rise, like it's taken on a whole new meaning now, right? Because there is so much uncertainty in our world. A lot of us don't know what our business is going to look like next year or even like three months from now, to be honest, <laughs> like things yeah. are shifting rapidly. And so to have those people in our corner that we've actually truly nurtured relationships with is super, super important. Um, so when we talk about the people we surround ourselves with, because we've all heard the saying, you know, you are most like the pe most influenced by the people you surround yourself with, or be aware of the five people you surround yourself with. And there's books on this. Like, I'd love to hear your take. Um, because I know you have a really strong community. What is it that we need to, you mentioned a bunch of stuff right now, but what is it specifically that we need to look out for now in order to really fortify us as individuals, and then also the movements that we're all creating at, uh, in, in our own purpose-driven lines of work. Yeah. I, I love that you talk about, you know, the five people you surround yourself with, because it's so, it's very, very true. That's why it's become such a popular quote. Um, but at the same time, I think people hear it and then they get kind of caught in like the whole, 
oh, well, I don't want to leave my people behind. I don't want to have to get rid of my friends. And, and I think that's kind of the common misconception, right? Like I have friends from all spectrums and all walks of life with different beliefs and different quote unquote success levels and all these things. Um, but the reality is, I think who, where you truly spend the most time. Uh, and it's not always one-on-one time. It could be observing. It could be uh, simple check-ins. It could be any of those things. And so I decided to kind of sit down and this was during the pandemic as um, you know, you couldn't go out and socialize in the real world, right? They stopped mm-hmm. you from doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, who, how am I spending my time? Like, how do I make sure I'm still in contact with these individuals? And I got really, really specific in what those five roles are. Um, and those individuals that I choose to spend the most time with. And I've actually put labels on these five people. That way I can go, okay, these are the five people and this is how I'm going to define them. Now, these five people evolve over time as we evolve and that's okay. Um, But very specifically, they play different roles in my life. And the first person is the cheerleader. Like this is the person that will make you feel like you can run through a brick wall, right? Like if I say to somebody, hey, I'm I'm hosting an event, my first one ever, I hope that 150 people show up. Uh, And that was my goal in 2019, 150 people. And this individual who's now my cheerleader goes, I can see you filling an arena. This is going to change the world. You throw the best parties. And those are the types of people that first cheerleader person is make sure we check that off the list. You know, as people are listening to this and if they're not driving, uh, write this down, write down cheerleader and write down who that person is in your life. And, And if you don't have one, leave it blank. The second person is the bruiser. This is the person that it's probably one of the most important people um, because they're the people who are going to question you. They're going to say, are you sure that's the right thing for you? Are you sure that you're doing the right thing? Are you sure that's the right move? Are you the person who deserves that? Those types of hard hitting questions, but they have to make, you have to make sure they come from a place of love. So there's always, there's an asterisk next to this one. It's not an abuser. It's a bruiser. There's two different things, right? Uh, And these are the individuals that'll really push you to, to be a better you. Uh, the third person is the softy. So this is the person to be the shoulder to cry on, the person that listens to you when things are tough. Um, but again, this person has an asterisk. It's not an enabler. This is the person who will listen, but then help you pick yourself back up, right? Enablers allow you to stay in that sad that sad role. The fourth person's a mentor. Um, this is a person who, uh, to me, a mentor is a close friend who you look up to for something, right? My mentor is a guy named Fabio Viviani. Uh, he's from Celebrity, you know, America's Top Chef or whatever it's called. And, you know, he's at $300 million a year in, in restaurants. I want none of that. I don't want to own a restaurant. I don't want to make all this money in restaurants. Um, but he is such a giver and he gives it such a high level that I aspire to be him. And so he's somebody that I look uh, towards to be a mentor in that space of like, how do I continue to give more? Uh, and then the fifth person's a coach, that person that you are willing to spend money on to help you grow whatever it is you're growing. Right? And I've had coaches in all aspects of my life, but a spiritual coach, a relationship coach, I have a business coaches. Uh, and so this is that individual that you have that financial exchange with. And so at any given time, I have these five people in my life um, to help me grow and to help me be a better person. And when I look at community, I look at community as a broader role. Uh, or a broader picture, whereas these five people are my core, right? These are the, these people are my my commanders when it comes to going to battle. These are the people that are are at the front line. These are the people that uh, see my big vision for community and and how we're moving forward. Um, but I'm really really specific with those individuals, uh, and when it's time for them to move out, I quickly move them out and replace them with the next person. Um, but to always be mindful of who are those people in your life um, to play those roles. And and like I said. 
they're always changing. Some people play multiple roles, but be really, really aware. And if you don't have those slots filled, figure out how you can get them filled. Um, Cause I think it's imperative to have all those people in order for us to continue to evolve as humans. You've already got my brain working on overdrive right now and thinking of who these people are in my life. And I also feel like this could be the book that you birth. <laughs> That would change the entire <laughs> dynamic of relationship building because holy shit, my mind is blown. Um, yes to the cheerleader. Yes to the bruiser. I, I think the bruiser is probably the one that most people avoid, right? Because mm-hmm. we like, we want to surround ourselves with like minds, but it's like so good to have a devil's advocate in the mix. Like it's so good to have someone question us because that's what helps us understand and see if we are actually grounded in our truth or completely misaligned Uh, and then the softy, I love the softy. That's like my favorite, um, and mentor and coach. Yes, yes, yes. To all of those things. Um, and you know, on the coach, I like that you mentioned you've had coaches in different arenas. Cause I think that's also important for people to hear. Like we don't just hire coaches for business, right? It's important to have people who support you in all areas and aspects of your lives, especially nowadays, right? Because things are shifting so quickly. Um, So you mentioned an event, and I just want to spit this out right now that Justin is hosting another event that um, yours truly will be gracing the stage. Super excited because I have yet to attend one of your events. And I just know how epic you are of a human being. And I know this event's going to be amazing. So for everyone listening, the Growth Now Summit Live is happening May 20th to 22nd. Details, tickets, all of that good stuff via the link in the show notes. Just go to growthnowsummit.com. Anyways, with that being said, throwing an event in the mix of this shit show. I mean, I can speak from experience in that, like I, uh, I retired my three day event in 2019. Like I had done it three mm. years in a row, three years in a row. I was, I felt complete. I was like, I'm done. And then 2020 hit, but I was still doing retreats. And so I held a retreat in 2020, which I had to reschedule three times because venues kept canceling on me and yep. deposits were being held. And then I held another one in 2021 at the beginning. And again, there was just, it was such a shit show. And I was like, I just need to take a pause um, because of the uncertainty in the world. However, you know, my retreats are coming back this year because what I'm feeling from so many people, and, and I know you feel this too, is the, the need, the desire, the yearning for face-to-face in-person connection. It's like, we all, we've always as human beings needed that, like human beings as a species, we need the face-to-face connection. But for so many people after being in solitude, isolation, the, sh- the shenanigans that we've all been through, um, it's really helped us understand what's meaningful and human touch human connection, being able to be in each other's energetic fields, super, super important. Um, so I'd love to hear your, well, first the experience with planning an event during these times, because <laughs> I think yeah. that would be of interest for our listeners and then why you feel this is so important. Yeah. So kudos to you for stopping your three-day event in, in 2019. Holy crap. I, you know, my first one was in 2019 and Uh, I then off the back end of my 2019 event said, hey, we're now doing 2020. I was going to double it in size. 
all these things. And then as I, so I rented this really beautiful theater I have in my hometown and I was so excited and all these things and we were building up to it, building up to it, building up to it. And about six and a half months out, the world still hadn't shut down. We were close to it. I didn't know. Um, but about six and a half months out, the venue goes, you can no longer use our venue. And then I literally went on like this massive like tour of trying to find venues. And I ended up booking this church, which like this modern church with all the lights and sound. I was like, fine, it works. Uh, and then the world, and then the world shut down and they're like, you're not doing your event. And so it was truly um, craziness over for, for the first couple of months, right? First, I, I waited a little bit at first. So I was like, okay, two weeks to flatten the curve. Um, and so I was like, okay, hold, hold, hold. And then after the two weeks, I'm like, I got to make a call. And I moved the event from May to September. And that was the original like move. I was like, okay, cool. We're, okay. We'll, we'll just move to September and then I'll do fall events from here on out. And obviously that didn't happen. And then I was like, I've got these people who've bought tickets. I, I probably had sold about a hundred tickets at that point. Um, and I was like, I have these people who have bought tickets. I need to do something for them. And I kind of switched to the virtual space and you were a part of one of them. Um, and by the way, people loved you. Like I, the polls that we gave out afterwards, they were obsessed with you. So that's a good thing. Um, so we did two virtual events. I didn't love it. And I realized for me, what I love about live events is the community that's built. Sure. The, you know, the speakers are great and we love hearing from them and learning from them because those are the people who have lived it and done it. And that's an important part of the event. Um, but the most important part is my friend Terry Weaver says is the things that happen between the margins or in the margins. And so the things that are happening in the margins of human connection and people building relationships, whether that be love relationships that have happened at my event or, you know, uh, business relationships or podcasts together or, you know, masterminds together, all these things that move the world forward. Right. Um, because events are awesome for inspiration. Events are awesome to learn the, the X's and O's. Uh, but what happens after the event is the most important part. And that's what happens with community when we all connect and we're able to move forward together. It becomes a lot easier to take those steps. And so really finally excited to do this event, uh, May 2022. You know, they decided to start World War Three. <laughs> about a month ago or so. And you, you're kind of like, is anybody going to buy a ticket now that we're headed into some, the unknown again? Um, two people bought tickets today. So we're, we're moving in the right direction. People are still excited about it. Um, but, but honestly, for me, uh, I like to say that it's a labor of love. And as you know, doing events, um, it's truly is a labor of love. It takes a lot of time and effort and energy. Um, but what happens when all of those individuals are in the room and all their energies in one place and you can shift a mindset and you can help put the world into a different trajectory, that's awesome. And look, if I can shift five people that show up and they're unsure of being around the room with other people again, and I can, if I can shift them to, you know, staying away from people to giving a hug or to thinking there's no hope in the world, to realizing that there are these individuals that are positive and moving forward. Um, that's the big win for me. Uh, and I think that only happens at live events. That only happens when you, like you said, you're sharing the energy in the room with other people. Um, and so my events are very much about experience, about excitement, about high energy, all those types of things. And so really excited to finally come together uh, and be face-to-face -face with other like-minded people um, who are looking to better themselves and more importantly, better the world. Um, and so that's happening finally in May. Uh, and so I'm excited to have you there and, and all the other amazing speakers and to, to be a part of it and to connect and finally meet in person and do all those things. I think we missed that, right? We got on this Zoom call and we're like, oh my God, it's been way too long because as we're living our own lives and we're separate, it's really, really 
hard to stay connected all the time. Um, but when you finally meet in person, it just changes the game uh, for so many people. So, so yeah, really, really excited to finally be face to face with people after mm. God knows how long. Yeah. Been way too long. And I feel like that's exactly what so many people are feeling right now is the desire to be face to face, the desire to be in human connection, the desire to be in contact with one another, to have conversations within each other's energy, because there's only so much of our presence that we can offer in the online space. You know, what, what's sad to me is like what's happening in our world, schools going on zoom and kid, you know, just all this shit, like everything's going on zoom, zoom stock is up. That's for sure. If you bought zoom stock, you were smart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) me neither. Um, but you know, all these businesses and all this virtual and, and, you know, people are talking about the metaverse, like we're kind of living it already. Like it's here. The world has become this virtual place, but again, like our basic human needs are not met in a virtual space. They're met in a person to person space. So kudos to you for staying strong throughout that process, because it can feel really defeating. I know that's why I put my retreats on hold. Um, I'll tell you that. So we did two retreats during this time. Mm. Um, we did so in what year is it now? So in 2021, we did two retreats. We did one in March and we did one in October. Mm-hmm. And the one in March was great. We actually didn't leave the, but we ended up renting this old church that they converted into like a micro hotel, which is beautiful. Um, and so that was really good because we never left the premises. The second one was in New Orleans. It was an extra day and we did some things out in the town. You know, talk about being affected by. Um, the things that are happening in the world. We didn't realize this. And I think it might've been put into place like three weeks before we went down and did the event in New Orleans. They have a either vaccinated or negative test rule. Mm. Um, and the negative test was like the expensive one where they had to come to your house and do the nose swab and had to be within like 48 hours. And so, you know, as you move and shift, like as an event planner or, or even a small retreat, we had, you know, I think we had um, like 13 people there, but like you look at, you know, even that, like the last minute shifts and changes of like, no, you can't do the things that you want to do was really, really tough. Thank God in Pennsylvania, where my event is, we, they did this vote where the, the, our governor can't switch anything without massive approval down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are where we are and it hasn't changed in a really long time and it won't change by May, but it was unreal to go to New Orleans and we had all these things planned and we were probably the, the retreat was about half, like half vaxxed, half not. And so we had to pay these people to come in and like do the test to make sure we could, we could do all these things. And so, you know, live events are necessary. You can believe what you want as far as whether people are trying to stop them from happening, Um, but they're necessary. And I, you know, it it truly is my passion to bring people together uh, in, in hopes to change the world and to, and to change hopefully one individual at a time, Um, help them grow. I don't want to say change. I don't like that word, help them grow into the person they're meant to be. Um, and so I'll do whatever I can. I'll overcome any barrier. I'll do whatever I can to finally, finally come together. Cause it is important. Mm-hmm. It is a thing we, we need as human beings, biologically and scientifically and all the things. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I, I can to make sure it continues to happen and I'll jump over hurdles and do all the crazy stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been an interesting last couple of years for sure. Mm, yeah. And you know, that's the thing is we need to do, uh, what we need to do in order to fulfill what it is that we know we're here to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me making the move from California to Texas and then 
now reconsidering even where I host my retreats, you know, that's become a thing. Whereas before I was like, I'll just pick anywhere. And that makes sense. Now I have to, I have this extra thing that I need to think about and consider, like, where am I going to host a retreat? So there's so much that comes in so much more that's coming into play now, but it's not impossible, you know? And I think that as human, some people lose faith in humanity right now. I feel like I have so much more faith in humanity because of anything, the directions in which I look and the spaces where I choose to be in both online and offline, I am seeing human beings come together with, with, um, more love and more compassion and unity than ever before. Um, so I have faith and I feel that there, the, live event space, retreats and events, that space is going to continue to be in demand. It might be a little more complicated now, yeah. but the demand is growing because people want to connect in person. And I think, it, I think with everything changing and it becoming more difficult and, and, you know, now things becoming more expensive, starting with gas prices, guess what happens when gas prices go up? Everything else goes up, right? Um, I think it, it'll weed out the people who aren't doing it for the right reasons, right? We talked, we began this conversation talking about, um, you know, individuals who are doing it for themselves and only themselves versus the greater good. Uh, somebody else just bought a ticket to the event. So look, we're moving in the right direction, literally just now. Um, so with that being said, I think when you're, when you're doing it for the right thing, the right reason, and we can weed out the people who aren't. I think that's happening naturally by what, by what's happening in the world, because people like yourself and people like me, were willing to go the extra mile to figure out what makes more sense uh, to pay the extra dollar, to make sure that we don't have the barriers that other people uh, are going to have to fight through. And so, so yeah, let's fingers crossed that it weeds out those individuals we were talking about in the beginning. I feel like it already is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like it already is. And it's already become really clear who the genuine leaders and entrepreneurs are, the ones who genuinely care about the communities and the ones who don't. I feel like that is becoming more and more clear as the days go by. The illusion is lifting. Um, Justin, thank you so much for, for sharing your presence and your wisdom here today. I'd love for you to leave our audience with one potent truth, one potent truth to sum up today's conversation. Wow. I think, I think the thing I enjoy sharing the most, cause it's, it's, it is truly a truth, um, that you are enough exactly the way you are right now. Stop waiting to become somebody that you're not. So step into who you are right now and the world will begin to show you, uh, how valuable you are and the right people will show up and the right community will surround you. Uh, and just the acceptance of you are enough exactly the way you are right now. Mm, I love that. Um, Justin, thank you so much uh, for being here again. I'm so excited. It's so funny when you said we get to meet in real life. I was like, wait, we haven't met in real life. So <laughs> what bizarro world do we live in? Um, Weird, right? So weird. Yes. We get to meet in real life. Super excited at the growth now summit live May 20th to 22nd. And how do we pronounce this? Lidditz? Lidditz. Yeah. It's not pronounced the inappropriate way. Okay. As my, as my friends like to say it. <laughs> it's going to be lit. It's in Lidditz, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Grab your tickets, growthnowsummit.com. Justin, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. 
No, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for holding space for these conversations that the world needs. So thank you. And thank you to everyone here listening, joining us for this episode of Potent Truth, where we are taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. Please do come see me and Justin and so many other epic speakers live at Growth Now Summit. Link is in the show notes. Be sure to download a few episodes, drop a rating and review and share this episode with a friend, share it with your community, spread the love, and then make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho family.